Hey Fantasy Freaks, this is your leader, Christian Michael. Today is Thursday, August 16th. Hey, I just wanted to real quick go through tonight's games. We have three. We have the Eagles and the Patriots, Steelers, Packers, Jets, Redskins. Just kind of go through um, my overview of those games. Um, Some surprising things did happen tonight. In the Eagles versus Pats games, um, you know, the Super Bowl rematch. They try to market it as that, but really it's just a preseason game. Well, um, apparently Patriots didn't get that memo. Um, it looked really weird because Tom Brady played the entire first half. Mini series. I think he had 19 completions. Um, and they were really pouring on the points. So I think that they... Um, I think they were a little bit upset about their loss, which... They should be, but um, a little weird that they would pour it on here in the preseason. Brady could easily get his legs snapped or something very serious when you're out there trying to showboat. Um, so just the overview from these games. Um, for the Eagles, um, Nick Foles got hurt early, um, hurt his arm. It looked pretty serious. So um, there's a lot of talk about Carson Wentz not being able to start week one and you know, they could just put the Super Bowl MVP back there, Nick Foles in there, and they'd be fine. But it doesn't look like he will be able to start week one. So uh, I see um, I see Carson Wentz starting that, starting that first game. Anyway, uh, let's talk running backs. Jay Ajayi uh, looked like he's going to be the bell cow. Six carries, 23 yards, one catch for 16 yards. Not a whole lot of offense going on, but um, for fantasy purposes, uh, Dallas Godert, um, the Philadelphia Eagles draft pick, tight end, did get a catch for 28 yards. Some people are high on him. He's kind of filling in that Trey Burton role since he left to Chicago, um, but I still see Zach Ertz being a top three guy there. Um, for the Patriots, James White, man, four rushes for 31 yards. And six catches for 61 yards and a touchdown. So he was heavily used. I mean, that's what that's we're talking 10, 11, talking about 14 fantasy points just in the first half for James White. That's huge. Um, Chris Hogan was targeted seven times, five catches for 25 yards and a touchdown. So he remains to be their number one guy there. Um, Corderell Patterson. Uh, kind of the special teams do-it-all guy that they signed in the offseason. Two catches for 34 yards and a touchdown. Um, but that's it from there. So let's move on to the Steelers and Packers. The Steelers didn't play Roethlisberger or Bell. But James Conner looked good. Five carries for 57 yards and a touchdown. If something happens where Le'Veon Bell um, holds out or demands a trade or gets hurt, Connor should be able to step in and do what D'Angelo Williams did a couple years ago um, and just really fill up that stat sheet. Juju Smith-Schuster with a one-yard touchdown catch. I look for him to be targeted more in the red zone, but um, I think that's kind of an anomaly. He's more of a long catch guy. Um, For the Packers, it looked like Ty Montgomery got the majority of the carries. I still don't understand why they're not playing Aaron Jones in the preseason. He's going to miss two games, but, I mean, Julian Edelman played tonight, and he's going to miss four games um, for the same kind of suspension. But Joe Williams, two carries for two yards, eh, 
Montgomery looks like he's going to win that win that role. Oh, something cool to see. Jimmy Graham, eight-yard reception, doing the Lambo leap. Guys, I'm really high on Jimmy Graham. Nobody else, no, no one else, um, expert consensus-wise, is even having him in the top 15. He's in my top 10, guys. I just think he's going to return to form. Last year, he had 10 touchdowns with the um, Seattle Seahawks, so I don't see why everybody's so down on him. I realize that he's taken a step back, but guys, he was drafted number one overall um, just a matter of four or five years ago. If he can return to half that form, he's going to be very, very valuable. I could see him finishing in the top three uh, for tight ends. So let's move on to the Jets and Redskins. Um, Both Sam Darnold and Alex Smith started this game. Um, Darnold threw a pick, but 8 for 11 looks pretty good. There's no Isaiah Correll. He sat out this game. I think he's got that uh, starter role locked up. But Bilal Powell, 6 rushes for 17 yards and 2 catches for 20 yards. Guys, he just figures out a way to stay on rosters and... He's a very valuable fantasy piece. Um, He's going very, very, very late in drafts. And you can just pick him up and he can be kind of a Chris Thompson type. Uh, Speaking of Chris Thompson, he did not play tonight. But um, one of the backs in Washington got hurt. This is terrible news after Darius Geis tore his ACL. Um, Samaje Ryan hurt his ankle on a really, really nice 30-yard completion and run. So... um, it really looks like this is Rob Kelly's role to lose, and he didn't look very good, guys. Seven carries for 17 yards. I know he had a few receptions, but he did not look too good. He lost a lot of weight, cut his hair. To- totally looks different. Um, they used to call him Fat Rob. Now they call him Fit Rob. So that just shows that you know maybe he cut a lot of weight to try to make this team this year. But um, I'm not sure who this guy is, but he did well later in the game. Um, his last name's Carter. Four carries for 43 yards. So look for him to emerge and compete uh, there with Kelly for that starting job. Let's uh, wait a little bit to hear about um, P. Ryan's injury. If it's nothing serious, then he could, you know, he could really be the starter um, in that case. So that's all I really got on these games. Um, But I promised last episode that I would do my tight end defense and kicker rankings. So let's just whip through those real quick, guys. The thing with these rankings shows these experts are just going to pre-package it and they're going to market it and do commercials over and over and then they'll get you to what their eighth show where they give you their rankings. I'm not like that, guys. I want to give you my rankings right away. Um, I'm not going to prolong this. I want you to know my rankings and apply those to your thoughts and your feelings and your gut. Um, and your mock drafts and your best ball leagues. Uh, Before we get to that, I do want to talk a little bit about best ball. So some of you are not aware of what best ball is. Um, If you play golf and you know what best ball, it's very similar. So best ball uh, eliminates pretty much everything fantasy football-wise after the draft. So think of... um, of doing a fantasy season where all you do is draft and then you're done season over um and then the computer kind of does it for you so what happens is you draft 20 players and there's those slots that you would normally put starters in and then uh you know choose to sit certain guys 
but this doesn't do that this plays your top earner so um let's say that you have tom brady and aaron Rodgers, which that's a bad example let's say dak prescott and aaron Rodgers. so they are both on your team you don't have to pick to start or sit them the top earner will will hit that slot so your qb slot is open and let's say prescott gets a couple of rushing touchdowns and ends up with 26 total points and Rodgers scores 22 so prescott will fill your qb uh slot right there and count towards your points and so that way you never make a bad start um but you really really need to be good at drafting um so what normally happens in these best ball leagues is um it's a quarterback slot two running back slot three receiver slot a defense and uh that's it most of them don't have kickers some of them are different but um so i just advise if you're gonna go into those just really load up on receivers and running backs and uh get yourself a good tight end make sure guys that you don't have two tight ends that both have the same bye week um if you're gonna get multiple quarterbacks in that same scenario make sure the bye weeks don't line up or there's no way that you're gonna win your league um so at the end of the year you and the 11 other teams or how many other teams you play with um they're gonna count up all the points whoever scored scored the most points gets all the money um so there's a couple different sites that do best ball the one that i'm most interested in is uh fanball and mfl so just go into google and type M- mfl 10 or um or fanball i know a couple of other um sites do it but those are my favorite and they've been doing it the longest so let's get into my rankings guys um let's start backwards so let's go um kickers first so a lot of people have different strategies when it comes to kickers and fantasy football um i'm not really of the school where i don't think kickers matter that much but i am not of the school of most of the experts that believe that kickers aren't worth anything definitely get yourself a guy in a high-powered offense and what i advise is to get a guy who you know can kick 50 yarders because guys if they kick a fi- couple 50 yarders or a couple 40 yarders in your game that can change that can swing the whole score to a win or a loss and making the playoffs or not so i like guys with big legs like greg zerline uh justin tucker and dan bailey but there's guys like steven goskowski and matt bryant who are on high-powered offenses that are gonna hit you with those extra point extra point extra point so you want to find a guy who's going to get you at least 10 per game um but those are my top five so i'm going to go goskowski tucker bryant zerline and bailey um there's a couple of other guys that i would look at but um one that i really like uh his name is escaping right now oh uh, brandon mcmanus in denver because denver with that altitude is so easy to kick in he could get multiple 50 yarders but at the same token it's outside so you have to realize denver's gonna be snowing half the year and that's probably not the best to go with so definitely go with indoor guys so dan bailey is a great pick at this um selection uh greg zerline out there in la he's never gonna deal with snow so definitely look look for guys uh, matt bryant he's he plays in a dome down in atlanta um, those are some 
some good selections, but guys, don't just forget about the kicker. Definitely, most leagues half uh, you're required to draft a kicker in a D, but some not. If you are not required to draft a kicker or defense, I wouldn't. I would just load up on maybe handcuffs or um, you know other receivers or running backs. So. I'm going to keep my defenses short and sweet. There's not a lot of elite defenses out there. You can stream defenses every week depending on their matchup. Um, Like this year, I would look for teams who are playing the Dolphins because the Dolphins are going to be so awful. Um, And go with those and just stream defenses. Cut them and sign them every week. But if you feel really, really good about your running backs and receivers... And you're you got your quarterback and tight end locked up. Definitely shoot for Jacksonville. They they're in an awesome defense and they added pieces. Um, both the LA teams I like a lot. Shoot, look what the Rams added: Marcus Peters, Akeem Talib, and Ndamukong Su. They should be a very good defense this year. I believe that they're underrated. Um, and I like uh, the Chargers as well. Uh, Philadelphia and Carolina are other good options. Just because they're 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 pretty good defenses. Other ones, Baltimore, Detroit. Other than that, guys, probably just stream your defenses. It's a real hit and miss with defenses. You're not gonna find one that just puts up consistent numbers over and over. Find those matchups um, where the there's young quarterbacks or quarterbacks that tend to throw interceptions. Guys, if you play the Bills, definitely start a defense that's going against the Bills. It looks like Peterman or Josh Allen. One of those guys is just going to throw pick after pick. All right, without further ado, we're going to do our tight end rankings. So the majority of experts have one, two, three, Gronk, Kelsey, Ertz. I don't have them in that particular order. Close, but not, not quite. I have number one, I have Rob Gronkowski. He's a... Uh, He's one of those guys that can make or break your league, guys. If you draft him and he gets hurt, you're screwed. So definitely, if you get Gronk, get somebody um, later in the round. Get somebody like George Kittle or even Jared Cook or somebody else. Don't just rely upon him because if, if you take him that high in your draft, which I believe he's going in the top of the third round, uh, I just don't like that pick. I have him here at number one because he's such a game breaker, but I would stay away from him. It's just too early. So at number two, I have Zach Ertz. Um, I mentioned uh, these top three, Gronk, Ertz, and Kelsey, uh, are the expert consensus's top three, but I like Ertz ahead of Kelsey. The reason why um, red zone, um, Philadelphia really goes for Zach Ertz in the red zone. Alshon Jeffrey could be hurt. He's going to start the season on the pup, it looks like. So other than Jay Ajayi, I don't see a lot of red zone um, targets there for anybody else besides Zach Ertz. Um, And Kelsey's here at number three, but the reason why I'm having him at three is because Kansas City's got so many options. They've got Sammy Watkins and Tyreek Hill, um, Kareem Hunt, just so many weapons. And a new quarterback. Uh, we know young quarterbacks like to dip it down to their tight ends, but until we see it, 
this is where I have Kelsey at number three. He could very well hop up to that two spot. Number four, we have good old reliable Greg Olson. Um, up until last year, Olson was the man, just Iron Man, never missed a game. But then last year got a little hurt, started doing a little broadcasting, contemplated retirement, and I guess Cam Newton coerced him back to the field. He feels like he's got some left in the tank. So that's where I got Olson. I look for him to have a big year, um, especially with those young receivers. Uh, number five, I have Kyle Rudolph. I am not quite sure of his chemistry with Kirk Cousins, but Rudolph is a solid tight end that will get you eight, I should say seven to ten points per week. He's very consistent, but not a whole lot of upside with him. Number six, I have Evan Ingram. No no guy since Jeremy Shockey had as good as a rookie campaign as Evan Ingram did, although that was pretty much due to attrition. Nobody... Uh, saw OBJ and Sterling Shepard and all these guys, Brandon Marshall, going down. Um, so really, he was the only option there in New York. I look for him to have an okay year. Not amazing. Um, number seven, I have Delaney Walker. Good old reliable, just signed a huge contract with Tennessee. Johnny Smith's not ready to come and take the reins from him at that tight end position there in Tennessee. So um, Delaney Walker looks to be uh, Marcus Mariota's security blanket once again. Number eight, this is a real surprise one, guys. I got Jimmy Graham here at my eighth slot. I can already see other experts rolling their eyes. Most people have him not even in their top 15, guys. Last year, he scored 10 touchdowns. Come on. 10 touchdowns. I know it was a little inconsistent, but the tight end end, uh, position in Seattle is always inconsistent. Um, I look for Aaron Rodgers to really... Look to this guy. He's a stud, huge basketball player. He's going to box out there in the end zone. I don't see... If they're going to pass, I don't see any touchdowns going to any guys other than Jimmy Graham and Devontae Adams. I really, really prefer this strategy called a stack. This year, I'm going to try to apply it to this and have Jimmy Graham and Devontae Adams on my team just because Green Bay has such a high-powered offense, and if they can stack... If you can stack those two guys on your team, nearly every passing touchdown is going to go to one of these guys. So um, I really like that stack right there. So Jimmy Graham there in my eighth slot. Scored a touchdown tonight, did the Lambo leap, looked good. Number nine, another surprise, David Njoku. Um, if you watched preseason uh, week one, it was obvious that Cleveland wants to get the wants to get this guy the ball. Both quarterbacks, Tyrod Taylor and Baker Mayfield, threw him a touchdown. I see him being an um, end zone target, especially if Des Bryant doesn't sign there and Josh Gordon doesn't come back. He's the only receiver over six foot um, on that team. Number 10 to round it out and finish my rankings is Trey Burton. Um, Not a whole lot to say about this guy other than follow the money. They paid him a ton of money in the offseason to come and be their tight end that... um, you know that they run everything through you don't pay a guy like that who hasn't really proved it he didn't have a whole lot of catches or touchdowns or even in really a defined role with Philadelphia but they paid a ton of money for him and he looks like he is going to be their top guy could be a steal could finish top five this year so all right guys I'm going to end it right there um I will get back to you probably Sunday night and an 
do a little over overview of the rest of the preseason games and my takeaways and news and notes. Hopefully, uh, Samaj P. Ryan and Nick Foles are okay, but I will have an update there uh, in the future. All right, signing off.